It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome to Mud and Blood, a podcast dark and grim, and welcome to Carrying Company, our Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay actual play series here on the podcast. This is it, folks. This is the climax. Everything in the season has been building up to this. As always, make sure you check the show notes for any background info you need, such as character sheets, handouts, so on and so forth. Let's get into it. Previously on Carrion Company. Everything has led up to this. The party has discovered Findaraste, the dreaded tree that Petrus seems to have focused his efforts on. It is a stain upon reality. It can only mean bad, foul, and evil things. The party have no idea whom they can trust, and who they can't, with Petru having suckers vulture-like claws deep into the company. Luckily, for Kurt at least, Wolfgang carries his broken body back to the rest of the party, who are currently looking for Kathy, the young girl whose family joined the company some time ago back in Reichland. So where is Kathy? And what should we make of Wolfgang's omens from Moor? Will the vulture have its way, or will our ravens prevail? Well, now more than ever folks, you should listen in to find out. So the last session ended with you returning from the Findarasti tree and on your way back in the early morning, I believe it was, uh, you heard members of the Karen company distantly calling out for Kathy. What had occurred in the time in which you had been gone was that Kathy, so you are told, 
went missing. Calvestro then told everybody that he saw Kathy being led away north by Ventilion. Ventilion is nowhere to be seen. So the captain organized everybody into search parties and sent them out in different directions. Most people heading north, but also covering other areas just in case. Um, but not bothering to search the garden or the manor. Now, your group consists of Theopold, Frederick, Peter, who is um, Kathy's brother, not the oldest, and um, Gunther. Smoke is in a different group. He'd been trudging through this boggy land around the manor, making quite some distance, spending several hours on this. And it is while you're out there that your group comes across Wolfgang, Albrecht, and Kurt. Wolfgang and Albrecht are sitting down, looking exhausted, just resting on the driest bit of land that they could find. Kurt is much the same, actually, um, looking completely out of sorts. And Albrecht is missing one of his boots. They see you approach, um, but don't quite have the energy at the moment to be able to get up and greet you. Now, for your benefit, Matt, although you know some of the details of this from text messages that I sent you, Kurt had spent some weeks chained to a wall down in an old abandoned crypt next to another man. And every day, the denizens of this crypt, foul, awfully white, hunched and distorted things, ghoulish, uh, would come to you and bring rotten food and bones and leave it. I won't say any more than that, um, because I think you know what happened beyond that point. And then Wolfgang and Albrecht came down and rescued you, which you were completely unconscious for. And from what you understand, uh, they barely escaped with their lives. Yep, right. Kurt's only got <clears throat> Kurt's only got eyes for um, smoke. She's not present. And oh, never mind then. <laughs> That's convenient. I don't have to play two two PCs side <laughs> <Yes>. by side. <laughs> I thought I'd throw you another bone there. <laughs> Pun intended. But Kurt just kind of looks up at the rest as they're as they're approaching, and um, doesn't smile, doesn't say something kind of stupid. Just kind of just kind of looks up at them, and then looks back down is uh, at his hand, which he's been kind of staring at the thumb of one of his hands. Uh huh. Which sadly you didn't lose, but you know what can you do? 
Still hurts like hell. Mm. So you, um, your wrists are fairly red raw from having tried to escape from the shackle. It's on your your left hand was the one that was shackled, um, but you were unable to escape from there. You don't know exactly how you were rescued or the details of that because there hasn't been really time and you haven't been conscious for most of the night. But you are feeling a lot better compared to, say, yesterday. It's a cold day, by the way. There are no clouds in the sky and there's a actually quite a beautiful blue sky up above, but which doesn't succeed in making your environment look any less bleak. Speaking of bleak, Peter, Kathy's brother, has been quiet most of the way. His um, eyes are very red from crying to himself most of the time, but he hasn't said much, except occasionally calling out for his sister. And we're in um, we're in the marshes here, like we're in a bog. Is that right? More or less. It's not quite like uh, moorland or uh, bogland, but it's just very wet, uncomfortable ground. Albrecht looks particularly uncomfortable, given that he's lost a boot. <laughs> yeah, well, Frederick. He's probably been pretty glum because he doesn't buy for a second that, you know. Um, Ventilian rode off with Kathy, but um, so he's been sort of, you know, ruminating and, and grumbling to himself a wee bit. But on seeing Kurt, I imagine he'd um, slightly get uplifted. Well, well, well. If we wasn't in Sylvania, I don't know if I believe me fucking eyes. Kurt looks up, makes eye contact, doesn't say anything. <laughs> Where have you lot been? Meeting the natives, it seems. <laughs> A lovely bunch, I assume. Indeed. I I must admit I bring grave news. Don't don't say grave. <laughs> Wolfgang is gonna give Theopold a small look before continuing. <laughs> Theopold just looks at him like literally deadpan, like dead serious. Don't don't talk about death or graves. <laughs> <laughs> His, uh, his pistol is out in his hand and he looks kind of morose. <laughs> I believe the company is about to come to an end. I don't need to be a prophet to see that. But uh, why do you think so? Well... According to a few people I've spoken to in my own dreams, more has told me so. It seems, however, we are going to get to choose the way in which we go out. You've been drinking out here. Where are you keeping the booze? 
I could use a drink. Hmm. You mind helping me with Kurt? What's wrong with him? Oh, you know, just spending a week inside the darkest hole, surrounded by monsters and evil, potentially not eating. Theopold, just fucking help Kurt. <laughs> Albrecht pulls himself up and takes one of Kurt's arms and then motions with his head for Theopold to take the other to throw him over the shoulder. Uh, Theopold does so, but so that so that his he still has his gun out in his main hand so he's using the left side of his body. Josh, would Wolfgang have told um, Albrecht what the other prisoner said to him? I don't believe so, no. Okay. It might be worthwhile telling the others, though. As was shared with me by a gentleman who was attached to Kurt, uh, physically speaking, there is a common dream going about involving a vulture surrounded by a fascinated group of ravens. Fairly certain the analogy there should be obvious. Yes, but there's more to tell. Do you need me to remind you? No, I I was pausing so that other characters could react to this, but it seems no one wants to react to this. Uh-huh. I don't believe in crazy visions. <laughs> if Frederick is be looking curtained would be uh, looking on sort of slightly incredulously, but listening. Kurt, Kurt just allows himself to be manhandled. And so it seems that the vulture does have a weakness. In fact, that one weakness in my interpretation of the dream happens to be the sword that I'm keeping in the child's coffin. Now, as this dream goes, once the vulture is dealt with, uh, the raven's shells scatter, which likely does not bode well. For the company. Us as individuals, uh, well, more does as more wants. So, if you are interested in removing the cancer, which is Petru, I believe we have the weapon to do so. Josh, can you make an intelligence test, please? I'd love to. Have we got the means to even wield it? I rolled Nate, so one degree. Okay, I'll remind you about one part of the dream. Um, and you can decide whether you tell the others, but, you know, as you would know, as a priest of more, that dreams aren't always quite so literal, but uh, 
So what this guy told you about is he saw you in his dreams. Um, he described you as uh, a skeleton in the black robes of a priest of Moor. You wielded a blade made out of ice, which you used to pierce the heart of Petru. I guess I would have to share that fact too. And in my current interpretation of events, I may have to be the one to do it. Ah, oh, congratulations. You really knew you were much of a swordsman, Wolfgang. Well, the wise man did say, stick them with the pointy end. This is the sword. I don't know, Wolfie, um, Albrecht says. Petru's been alright by the company so far. <laughs> is that right, Albrecht? Yeah. He's got pickled babies in his caravan. That ain't right. What ain't right, Beanstalk, is I lost a boot to save your life. Pickled babies ain't right. I ain't seen them. It's poisoned half the company, too. Well, I feel fine. You look fine. You had a bit of his pickle juice? Theopold takes a, takes a look at him, looking, looking for the red-rimmed eyes. It looks that way, yeah. Speaking of drinking things, anyone got any um, potions? Could use a little bandaging or something. Something to pick me up. Did uh, did he use the healing draft that I handed him during the well sequence? No, Albrecht didn't, so he will give it to Kurt. So you can drink the healing draft. All right. And take the benefits of that if you like. <laughs> also, Frederick is still carrying around his little baggie he bought at the river when we crossed into Sylvania that he got off the... Uh, <laughs> yeah. He'd sort of, I guess, offer that. If you get real stuck, mate, this might take your mind off it. I had it, though, but it looks pretty good. Well, you're offering it to Kurt, are you? Yeah. Um, I think Kurt is probably in poorly enough that he's just going to trust that you're giving him something good for him. So, yeah, he'll reach in and pop whatever's inside into his mouth after he's had the, um, <laughs> the healing draft. It's supposed to smoke it, but I've been curious what this does for quite a while now, so I'll load my pipe <laughs> for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. okay. oh, so you're not just handing him the bag like, here, this will help. You're okay. All right. Uh, yeah, he uh, gives, gives you a pipe ready to go. Uh, you light it up and give it to him to smoke? Yeah. 
Make an endurance test, please. <laughs> I assume you're talking about Kurt, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, endurance. Target of 48, which isn't too bad. Oh, that's a 70 on the 10s dice. Um, so, no. Three. Yeah, you draw three. it in um, and begin to cough immediately. Whatever it is goes straight to your head. You, f you just feel light in the knees, um, which makes both Theopold and Albrecht uh, buckle a little bit. All you want to do right now is lie down. Um, you're overwhelmed by the sensation. Um, it's You feel, uh, for example, have you ever tried to smoke two cigarettes at once? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you're not someone who smokes a lot, basically it's like an extreme hit something like nicotine it just goes straight to your head it tastes disgusting too if he's like hit it he's not hurting as much though that's the main thing yeah <laughs> oh what was that puts ears on your chest boy <laughs> Do you continue to smoke it? Um, fuck it, yeah. He's gonna take another. He's gonna take another puff on it, thinking, "Oh, the All first, right. maybe the Basically, first hit's just the bad one." Because your arms are over Albrecht and Theopold's shoulders, you would just have the pipe stuck in between your teeth and puffing away on it, which actually makes it worse because the smoke is getting into your eyes more easily as you do it, um, and your head begins to swim. You, you're finding it difficult to focus on anything, visually focus on anything in front of you. And um, you're looking at the others. You see Friedrich and Wolfgang, who are standing relatively close together by this stage. It's like you're seeing two of each of them, and their images are swimming into each other. And you would actually swear that both have changed positions. Although you hear Wolfgang talking with Friedrich's voice, don't like it. Take it away, Preach. <laughs> <laughs> Frederick takes it. <laughs> that was with a pen in my mouth. Just for a, you know, sound effect. <laughs> the, uh, the effect of this for, well, until I tell you otherwise, is that any endurance test that you make will get a plus 30 bonus. But any perception test you attempt will have a negative 30. Good that I'm not the scout or anything. <laughs> yeah. And you've basically become dead weight for Albrecht and Theopold. Uh, Albrecht seems particularly annoyed at this. Uh, That's not a problem for me. <laughs> <laughs> but also, perhaps this is related or unrelated. Kurt is feeling very hungry. His stomach is grumbling and his mouth is beginning to water. He feels a, a craving to eat. But he doesn't really know what he wants. Alright. Um, as a quick aside, what um, what have I got actually on me in terms of equipment? Is it? Am I assuming correctly that everything's gone? 
everything's gone, basically, just make, unless just you had something in pouches and stuff. Yeah. Um, I had anything that you had in pockets wouldn't have been taken off you, but okay. your sword is gone. That's fine. So I've got I've got my twelve fish hooks. That's that's important. Yeah. You can make them into a makeshift flail. <laughs> Peter begins to call out for Kathy again a couple of times. He hasn't really been paying much attention to any of this. Um, there is no answer. He's looking forlorn. And after a moment, he sits down against a rock, puts his head in his hands, and you hear the sound of him sobbing. Um, Frederick's actually spoken to this kid before, right? If I remember yeah. rightly. Yeah, Frederick would sort of yeah. wander over and um, sit down, uh, sit down next to him. Gives you a glance as you do, but Tom continues to cry. What direction did we go in from the manor? Towards the north. Alright. When did you, uh, when did you last see your sister, boy? So I saw her this morning. It's my fault, sir. Why is it your fault? I, I was looking after her and uh, went out because uh, someone wanted to see me and I asked that, that funny one, that one with the funny voice, Cal, Calvestro. I asked him to wish Kathy for a bit Oh, she went missing. Calvestro was watching her, was he? Yes, sir. And then was it him that says Ventilian offed with her? He says so that that, that doctor come to see him said he would need it. And I don't know what happened after that, so. But, but Calvestro on his way back says he saw that crazy elf taking our coffee away. Right. Where did you go? Who asked that? Uh, Theopold asks. The, the younger brother. He looks up at you. Can you please make an intuition roll? Um, b -b -b 57 is a failure. Uh, I'll let um, Wolfgang and Friedrich make that roll as well. Well, Theopold, if he doesn't answer, he'll be like, was it, were you lured away by Reyna? Alright, no role necessary for that. You can yeah. see shame on his face. He doesn't answer, though. Mm. I highly doubt that our ogre friends is involved in this at all. 
We've been sent away on purpose. Mm. Frederick sort of gets up, brushes his hands off on his knees and holds his hand out to the boy. Right, boy. You're going to sit around crying or we're going to go get your fucking sister. He puts his hand out and lets you help him up. Wolfgang. Wolfgang will crane his neck over. It looks like we need to go visit your armory. Seeing as you're now the jewelist of Tilia or some shit. I don't fucking know. Where's your sword? Where are you hiding it? It's a great question. Where am I keeping that coffin? <laughs> so it would be with the company belongings. Um, you know, in the old servants quarters makeshift barracks I would say mm -hmm. alright off we go so you abandon the search and head back to the manor mm, yeah yeah that's, that's what Theopold's leaning towards okay so you have been out several hours and by the time you return um, you find that it seems almost everybody from the company has returned from their searches unsuccessfully as well. No sign of Kathy or Ventilian. The captain is outside and he's getting debriefings from the men and giving some instructions. You can tell that even from a distance the captain looks unusually agitated. What do you do now? Theobald. It is now much later in the day, by the way. Theo, you take Kurt here. You go see the captain, give him a debrief. I'm going to go find that Tillian son of a bitch. Okie dokie. Come on, Kurt, stop dragging your fucking feet. We've all been captured at least once, come on. I don't feel right. And I doubt any of us will ever again. <laughs> Anyone got any grub? I'm a bit hungry. I haven't eaten in a while. I guess we can swing by the somewhere to get food. Where now that we're back in camp, before going back and talking to the old boar. Wolfgang's going to be getting his coffin and collecting it. Can Friedrich please make a perception test with a plus 20? Two degrees of success. So you note Hannah Strutt, who's still dressed in her finery, is trying to surreptitiously get Friedrich's attention. She is lingering on the edge of a group of company soldiers. Uh, but it looks like 
she wants to talk to you. Okay. Yeah, he'd wander over. Okay. So, uncharacteristically, she puts a friendly hand on Friedrich's shoulder. It says, it's so good to see you again, Friedrich. Did you find her? Why don't you tell me about it? And she starts to walk away. Yeah, he follows. Yeah. She turns around once you're out of earshot of anybody. There's no sign of Petra or anybody like that um, in this assemblage. And she says, you didn't find her, did you? No. Or any trace of Ventilion. No. I have a hunch, though. I think Ventilion is dead. What makes you think that? She double checks to make sure no one can hear. When everybody went to go and look, I said I'd stay behind in the camp. I wasn't very well going to go traipsing around in the mud in this dress. And she looks down. You do note, however, that there is mud around the hem of her dress. When everybody was gone, I found an opportunity to sneak into the manor. I wasn't observed. If I was, I think I'd be dead. I saw Ventilion put his sword right through Petru. In through one side and out the next. And all Petru did was smile. He grabbed the elf by the neck. And Serescu landed a savage blow with a hammer on the back of his head. He knocked him unconscious. I had to hide and I didn't see what happened next. Except I heard them dragging him off. Did you drink last night? No. Are you sure? Um, I'm pretty sure I didn't. Yeah, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no. What about I didn't the touch others? a fucking drop. What about Theopold and the others who were outside? Beatrice. Uh, Beatrice, he had a drink. I've seen it. Did he? Pretty sure he did. Actually, I can't remember. But he did go back inside he later, and he almost certainly yeah. did. Theopold's good. I, I had to have some at the feast, but I watched the others. And I'm sure Klaus didn't. And I'm sure Halim didn't. But I think everybody else did. I think Petru has drugged us. I think he's been drugging us for a long time. I'm certain he has. Something's going to happen tonight. and girl, she'll be a part of it. Ventilion drank, but I don't know if there's anything we could give him that would have any real effect on him. 
I don't know why the elf stabbed Petru, but maybe he knew something. Or maybe they just wanted to get him out of the way. Hmm. My point is, I believe that Petru thinks we're all under his control. And I think that's effectively true for most of the company. Whatever he's planning, maybe we should go along with it. a slight problem with that what we did find while we was out is Kurt and he ain't, wasn't there to drink nothing hmm. how is Kurt bit odd Is he able to walk? Uh, he's been getting help so far. We could... He's not looking too good. We could hide that. I'm listening. We could say he's he's too weak, maybe, to to do anything and leave him in the barracks. Mm. It's an idea. Do we, is there any plans for what comes next? Has the captain been handing out orders or anything like that? The captain's not in a right state of mind. I've never seen him like this. He's been pacing and talking to himself. The captain knows a lot more than he's letting on. Yeah, of course he does. They're spying the son of a bitch is knowing a lot for a long fucking time. She is taken aback by what you have to say. Captain's not spineless. <laughs> well. We each have our opinions, don't we? Captain's just Petri's first victim. If you say so. Look, I gotta go find Kurt before the idiot opens his mouth and fucks us all up. Come and see me later if you need to. 
You go and have a word with Halim, if you will. See how he's feeling about all of this. All right, she nods. And she makes a show of laughing as if you said something funny. And then heads off. So, Curtin Theopold and Albrecht have headed over to get some food, of which there is some available. Uh, Kurt is still feeling very lightheaded and is sat down next to it and served some. Uh, the smell is awful of the food. It's not to anybody else, but to him, it's just its too sweet. It's too much spice. Um, and he can only manage one mouthful. It's unappetizing doesn't taste to him like what he wants. Oh, God. Kurt pushes his plate away. Oh, what's going on with the food? What's going on here? It's doesn't taste... <clears throat> doesn't taste the same as it usually does, does it? Give me that. Albrecht takes it off him with a spoon and takes a mouthful. What's wrong with you, lad? Nothing wrong with it. Have another try, and he gives it back to you. Mm, nah, all right. I'm I'm all right. Thanks. Kurt will stand up and have a little wander around, kind of um, where everyone's eating, leaning over and sniffing at what you know the the things that people are eating, trying to find something that actually smells appetizing. Mm-hmm. You're still quite lightheaded, but you're able to find your feet and move around with this stage, gradually improving. Can you make, this time, no penalty? In fact, I'm going to give you a plus 10 for this perception test, but make the test, please. Sorry, I don't have the minus 30 um, penalty to this one, then? No, you've got a plus 10 now for this particular right. role. Something is suggesting itself to That's your senses. That's one success level. Yeah, um... A smell does attract you just outside the camp and you see a dead bird which has probably been dead for a couple of days. It's maggot ridden but the smell is very appetizing. Um, Kurt's a bit revolted by this but he's hungry so I think I'm going to make a willpower test. That's a success on the willpower test. So, yeah, he resists the urge and kind of turns away very quickly from the from the bird and heads back into the camp, trying to find a spot to himself to, yeah, mm. to be by himself. You're heading away, but your mouth is watering. And when you do find a spot to sit down, um, you find yourself thinking about that dead bird. Albrecht has gone off to find another boot. Uh, what's Theopold doing? Sorry, where, where did um, where did Kurt wander off to? It's to the edge of the woods, basically. Um, I don't think Theopold would leave him alone. Like he wouldn't wouldn't like walk up with him, but he's definitely going to keep him in eyesight. Yeah. I assume Wolfgang would probably follow as well. It might. 
be a good idea. By the way, like I, I don't know how long it's going to take to retrieve the coffin, so... Oh, that's that right, is... you went off to go and get that. Sorry, I forgot, yeah. so you wouldn't be there. Yeah, yeah. it won't well, take I... long. Okay. You do find it exactly where you left it. No one has interfered with it. Um, to move things along, Friedrich would rejoin Theopold and Kurt. Yeah. Friedrich will sort of walk up and uh, crouch down next to where Kurt's sitting. All right, Kurt. How you feeling? You all right? You had something to eat? Nah, I haven't anything to eat. No. All right, good. All right, that actually works. Look, if anyone asks, you're fucking sick. All right, you've gone and eaten something dodgy, and it's giving you crook guts, and you can hardly walk. All right. Don't need to pretend to that. That's fine. All right. Theo. Hmm. I do we chat with old hands, and uh, she tells me that uh, there's a few folk around the company, not many, what didn't drink last night. However, she suggested that maybe we play along like, you know, like one of these idiots. He indicates towards the rest of the company. <laughs> That's a good idea. I wonder if we're already suspected. Well, of course we are. Also, the Fintillion, uh, yeah, he, he's, uh, well, he didn't run off with the girl, uh, but, uh, hadn't seen him last night get knocked over the head in the manor. I fucking knew it. Mm. He ran Petru through first, though, but uh, no effect. Um, great. Cool. Very cool. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I don't have much of a plan, if I'm honest. Normally, I go sort of metal and start hurting people to get what I want, but... I don't think that's a good idea right now. So I think, hear me out. Here's me plan. We play along, right? Kurt, he's outside in the barracks, all injured like, all sickly, you know, because they know he ain't had a drink or anything. He's been gone for a few days. You know, his, his conscious and everything's pure, no poison in him. So he has to stay outside or they'll knock him off too. And then once whatever's happening's happening, he can maybe turn up. Anz is off talking to Halim. Apparently that crazy bastard didn't have anything to drink. And the only other name she mentioned of someone who's uh, abstained <coughs> is uh, uh Temporarily forgotten his name. <laughs> Klaus. Um, Klaus. Yeah. Klaus. And I remember Stolitz, but not Klaus. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, Klaus. Now, 
We had a words last last night and he doesn't really like Petru. And I'm not sure we're in a position to be picky about who's our friends in this situation. Theopold stands silently for a moment before turning away and looking just off in a random direction away from, you know, the, the camp and the manor. And you can see, like, he's... It's going through his head is like, well, obviously the most wise thing to do is to leave. <laughs> so he sort of, like, flexes his jaw for a minute and then turns back and says, uh... So then we just wait and let happen... Whatever happens, happen. And if an opportunity arises, we take it. Well, do you have a better idea? I mean, what's the objective? Is the objective survival or revenge? The objective is to get rid of this Petri fella and hopefully make a liar out of Wolfgang by keeping a few of the company alive. Ugh, wouldn't take those odds, but all right. We have to get get good old graves as close to Petra as we can. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell Frederick's not convinced. <laughs> this is like the, he's 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 committing to a plan that he's clearly not convinced about. Well, look at it this way. I highly doubt Petru is going to care that Wolfgang is going to go at him with a sword. He probably won't even try to to dodge. If what you say about Ventilion failing to kill him is to any true, what's he have to fear from an useless old man? Uh, there's still the matter of the fact that he can't hold the sword. Well... Look, I got hit by a fucking thing. Not hit, but it hit my shield. It was agony. And it was a dead king what was swinging it. Now, I'm not a superstitious man. By any stretch of the imagination. I'd never say it in front of Wolfgang, but I think he's often full of shit. Anyway. It doesn't... I mean... Look, a couple of weeks ago, a dead king swung a thousand-year-old sword at me and it nearly gave me frostbite. Now, if there's any ever a sword what can kill Petru, maybe that one. Uh-huh. God, I tell you what, you couldn't make this up. If this was a story, the likelihood of the sword falling into our lap right before the climax of the story would be quite um, opportunistic, wouldn't it? <laughs> be quite convenient. <laughs> Can you guys make intelligence tests? Kurt as well? Um uh, yeah, okay. Kurt too. Oh uh, yeah, actually three two, degrees of success. Two degrees of success. One degree of success. You might be taking this dream too literally. So it was a dream that this uh, other man had who was down in the crypt, who was a captive who was not rescued. Um, 
and he said in his vision or sent him a vision of uh, Wolfgang and Wolfgang was a skeleton in a black priest's robes who swung a sword made of ice at Petru's heart so did you know think about any... those things in less literal terms did you know any dead guys on our side This is one of those things where it's hard. Like, I, as the player, have a ton of ideas. Theopold is like, I don't know what he is. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and I want, I just want to yeah. throw throw around the word phylactery or something. But like, Theopold doesn't know that word. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aldo told everybody everything that he uncovered, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. We can say he yeah. did retroactively. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. But just want to make sure because there's some things he discovered there which might relate. What was that? Oh, fuck, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> um, so Aldo, he found out that uh, Petru isn't actually Petru. He's this demonologist guy posing as Petru. Right. He lived here 100 years ago. And he also found out that the tree out in the garden is um, like an old elf that's been left out there. And... They need to cut the tree down or something like that. The tree has got like a bunch of people, dead bodies growing underneath it and shit. So, yeah. So it's highly likely that Petru is really this demonologist called Augustat Kralik. Um Now, the painting that Aldo saw of Kralik had him with a man who's who was Petru, who definitely didn't look anything like the Petru you know. But Kralik looked like a younger, better-looking version of him. Um, both finely dressed, looking like friends, and Krellick was wearing a medallion of a vulture around his neck on the outside of his tunic. Now, you've never seen that medallion. But obviously, the symbolism of the vulture and so on is kind of important. Hmm. So we need to find this medallion. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. See, because my gut reaction is to take the sword and go cut down the tree with that. <laughs> um, which would take a long time. But, you know. It's, yeah. um, we have to find his heart and we have to kill it with a dead guy. I guess if he is who he says he is, that he's got who he actually is stuffed off somewhere else in typical bad guy fashion. Petru? Yeah, maybe the real Petru. He's probably long dead. So also the story went that um, you know when the authorities they received a letter from Petru. This is many years ago uh, up in Essen. Um, and they went to go and arrest Krellick and found his house burning down. And within, they found the remains of who they right. basically wrote off as Krellick, burnt. No sign of Petru. Petru had fled. Okay. Gotta go find this medallion. Yeah. 
by this stage, Wolfgang would return. Um, now, you could wrap the sword up in layers of blankets, and it's still cold to hold it there, but you're not actually taking damage from it like that. I was intending to just carry the coffin around. Okay, that's fine. Actually, that wouldn't even seem all that unusual with you doing that. Exactly the reason. Gotta maintain that aesthetic. Mm hmm. All right, so what's your plan? Um, Smoke, was she leaning our way with the whole Petru thing? Because she didn't drink anything the night before either, did she? No, but she did take one of his healing filters. Hmm. Yeah. So there is another option, which I'll remind you of. The next day... You saw the first one who was absolutely throwing his guts up was Dune. Or Cutter was laughing at him. So it is maybe possible that he might not be poisoned. Yeah, but he's likely to fucking sell us out, isn't he? Don't know what you're talking about. They're good guys. <laughs> Also, it's likely that Cutter wouldn't be affected either because he's a dwarf, right? The same reason Ventilian was probably able to shrug it off. Probably a similar thing with Cutter is that he'd have some... like, Especially putting on my meta hat, dwarves are somewhat resistant to magic. So, you know. It's possible. I mean, it's actually not even all that meta for your character to think that because not for the same reasons, but people would generally believe that demi-humans aren't susceptible to the same things that humans are. All right. But, short of storming Petru's bedroom, where are we going to find this ray? <laughs> this, this is the thing. We've got this theory. We have no idea where this fucking thing is. All right. We can assume that this conversation is going on in character. So Frederick mm. would be like, Federer could be rattling off people that we could maybe possibly trust and say, like, this is maybe this is what Wolfgang walks up on and Frederick is wondering aloud about this medallion. Like, could that be the fucking heart? I don't know. And then when he sees Wolfgang, he would actually look at the, the spiritual um, navigator of the company like a man floundering at sea with a boat coming towards him. <laughs> <laughs> And what's all of this? Yeah, Frederick will explain everything. Frederick's also now wondering about Aldo. I keep forgetting that I've got a second character and is wondering right. if he should be a part of this conversation. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, um, Anna didn't mention that he didn't take a drink because remember you explained to me that Aldo went out of his way to make it look like he was drinking. 
um, and also you know that he was at the feast, so you would probably reasonably conclude that he probably was drinking too. Hmm. True. Well, anyway, if Frederick would uh, reiterate to Wolfgang the conversation thus far. Well, I guess we should break into the manor and just start stabbing everything that looks like it's worth more than five crowns. I mean, we've, we've never seen the medallion other than although seeing it in a painting. So it's either probably not in his caravan anymore. So it's probably in the manor. Also intelligence tests. No. Three degree success? Not me. There's a very real chance that he just wears it under his tunic. Especially if it's really important to him. You'd imagine he'd keep it very close to himself at all times. Look, Wolfgang, look, I I don't know how this shit works. If if you was if someone was doing a ritual like like a right dirty bastard doing a nasty ritual would he need something like powerful on him like his art would that be important do you think well typically when various members of whatever cults are performing rituals they need essentially everything on hand So like maybe we get maybe we go back to our go along with it plan and we hope he's wearing it at the time. I uh, look guys, um, this is not my strong suit. <coughs> We're also assuming that this medallion is part of the ritual. Well, what do you think we should do? Well, unfortunately, it's the best idea we have. I think, yes, we should attempt to ascertain if he is, in fact, wearing this necklace. Well, look, how about this? How about we just fucking play dumb, go along with the whole thing? Kurt, you keep being sick and you stay outside. No doubt at some point everyone's going to go into the garden or go into the building or something, at which point when we're not around, Kurt, you sneak into the house, you go check this fella's room. You've seen it before. You look for the little eds in the jars, right? And when you're in there, you look for the medallion. And if you find it, you bring it to us. Mm-hmm. All right. Good. <laughs> okay. So are there any other preparations you want to make? <laughs> I'm really thinking about Theo's plan of just leaving. <laughs> <But>, um... <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, you always, you always around. could. You always could, but then we'd swap perspective over to your alternate PCs for the end of the campaign, which would uh -huh. be a bit weird. Yeah. The only reason Theobald's sticking around is because Frederick is. Yeah. No, I think Frederick's committed at this stage. Um, so, yeah. Um... Yeah. I don't know if Frederick trusts the other three enough to approach them about um about this plan. The guys who didn't drink. I think he would just hope that they'd uh they'd pick up on things if it all kicked off. I don't know. Because they almost certainly probably drunk the the healing potions, right? So, well, cut her. Oh no, because they weren't at the they battle. They weren't there. Yeah. Still, I don't know how he'd approach them. He doesn't really know them very well, so he wouldn't want to get found out. I don't think. Yeah, you talk to them about it, and they'd either be like, "Well, f this," and leave, <laughs> or. Or sense a, a payday. They're like, hey, hey, Captain. These guys are being mutinous. Yeah. <laughs> Send Kurt. They get along well with him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll give you a few more minutes to think about any other preparations you're going to make. Otherwise, I'll move things along. Any thoughts? Nope. I don't get my anything. holster to the front. <laughs> there is a small part of Frederick which is tempted to put some like raw chicken juice in the food or something. <laughs> Just try and poison the company. Um, <laughs> so everyone's got the runs when it kicks off. Um, <laughs> But we don't know exactly when what's happening, right? Like, we haven't been given a, a time right. for everyone to convene. So yeah. there's no point giving everyone the shits tonight if the plan's tomorrow. <laughs> so... Yeah, exactly. Okay, so as the sun begins to go down, the captain calls for everybody's attention and asks the company to assemble before the manor. There is no presence of Petruori's servants. When the company does assemble, the captain, who's looking very red around the eyes and is again uncharacteristically pacing a little bit along the line, uh, he orders everybody to prepare their weapons and armor that they have a service to attend on orders of the client. Now, as the company, without any kind of objection or even discussion, 
start to break off to get themselves prepared, he heads over towards Friedrich. He stops in front of him, looming over him a little bit, and is studying Friedrich carefully. So you found no sign of the elf or the girl? Nah. Bastard must have rode off with her. Seems like. Can you make an intuition test? <laughs> no, I cannot. Okay. And tomorrow we'll send out some more search parties. I'll go right now myself, see if I can catch up to them. No idea what the elf would want with the girl, but... A crazy bastard probably wants to eat her. Probably. In which case, she's probably already been at. Fine, Kirk. Once he's well, I'll uh, I'll drill him. Shouldn't have invited that bastard along. He ain't no carrion. He's caught well enough to get his kid on and come. Nah, he's pretty fucked, mate. To be honest with you, sir, he uh, he couldn't even walk back. Theo and uh, uh, what's the other fellow's name again? Albrecht. Albrecht. Albrecht had to carry him. All right. I'll make sure he stays inside the barracks then. Yeah. They try to give him something to eat. I think the poor boy's starved to death. Damn near it. Why didn't he eat? He tried. That's starting, though. The boy's sick. Alright. Well, he'll get better. We'll all get better. Frederick uh, would nod at that. He looks at you for a long while. We've done some bad deeds over the years. Mm. A lot of little things and a lot of big things. This year, we sold a bunch of peasants. Just for some coin. Left them to a grim fate. I've had my fill of such things, Friedrich. Well, maybe once we're done here, we could, uh, we could look at, uh, cleaning up our act a bit. Once we're done. One more time then, eh? One more time. Frederick just sort of looks at him. <laughs> he's, can he, I don't think Frederick's confident in his ability to lie, so he's just looking at him. Hmm. 
You'll do what's right. You'll do what's right by the company. Hey, you know me, sir. My bleed carrying. It's black what runs in these veins. Aye. It's black all right. He reaches out, halts a moment, and then carries through and puts his hand on your shoulder. None of us are much good men, you know, Friedrich. But I try. And then he turns around and walks into the manor. Yeah, Frederick then walks off to go get his shit ready. All right, so what do you all get together? Hmm? Oh, like, what do you all take with you? Uh, well, weapons and armor, well, as, as ordered. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I come as I am. Anything else? I don't have any weapons anymore. Oh, there are spares in the company baggage. But you do have a weapon, actually. I mean, yeah, but... That one's a secret. Uh, How are you going to take that back with you, by the way? The coffin? Yeah. With my hands? I mean, you're just going to walk around for the night? carrying the child's coffin around with you in your hands. That seems normal. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to second guess a priest of war walking around with a coffin? He's going to be like, that girl's probably dead, so we need to put her in something, right? <laughs> okay. So, you gather all of your equipment, as does the rest of the company. And, um, you assemble. You know that Hartman is not present either. Once everybody is assembled, the captain falls in in front of you again. And he orders the company to follow him. He informs you that we will be heading into the garden tonight. You all file in through the main doors at the front and through to the back past the room where the feast was happening and out the large back doors down the stairs and towards the garden which is still mist-shrouded. And you note, perhaps with sinking hearts, that Morslib is looming large in the sky by the time you pass through to the other side of the manor. In a very short space, it is bathing the night in a lambent green glow. Manslib is just a sliver, barely visible on the horizon. As you follow the captain in two files, he is not mounted, by the way, but he's fully armed and armored. You head in closely huddled down the main path into the garden. No wind rustles the leaves, 
garden itself is eerily still and quiet. Very different to when smoke was through there the other night. And you make your way along through its avenues, past the overhanging leafless boughs, and down towards the small hillock where the great tree of Findaraste sits. Just as a reminder, this tree is enormous. If it was standing next to the manor, it would be hanging over it. It is about as wide as two carts put side by side. Its boughs are knotted with strange shapes which seem to have grown out of it. It's thickly covered in leaves, which are various hues of brown and green with bluish veins running from their stems. What is different about it now that you note is that all along the boughs, tied with little pieces of string, are babies and fetuses of almost every species you can imagine hanging there lifeless. Mostly human, perhaps some elf, dwarf, even beastmen. They're hanging still, undisturbed by any kind of a breeze. And before this is the intricate stone altar, behind which stands Petru, dressed now in white robes, and over the front of which you notice a vulture medallion sitting in the middle of his chest. Beside him, Arena and Serescu, also wearing robes, and a little bit behind, Looking somewhat agitated is Dr. Hartman. There is nothing upon the altar. How, now, uh, Captain, sorry, mm-hmm. how's the rest of the company reacting at the sight of the tree? There is no reaction from any of them at all that you can discern. As if this is completely natural, what's going on. Captain orders them to file up form up in two ranks looking looking specifically for for any of the names that we got before like Kata, Dune anyone need yeah make perception know? test alright three degrees of success yeah you are near Cutter and Dune and you hear Cutter turn to Dune this is a bit fucked up <laughs> and Dune looks down to him and goes we are we got ourselves into some weird shit this time. <laughs> <laughs> so are they are they right next to Theopold? Oh, you could have maneuvered yourself that way if you like. Yeah. All right. Um, ugh. Ugh. I'm upset. Theopold maneuvers. <laughs> yes. Man- maneuvers his way to the little prick and the big prick. <laughs> yeah sort of very very gently I mean it's kind of hard to he clears his throat very gently in a way to like get their attention Cuddle and, looks up at you yeah Dune looks you over too 
Um, and in a very low voice, Theopold says, uh, how does he say it? It's about to get very bloody. There are few friends here left. And he leaves it at that. Yeah, they don't say anything, but they cast each other a look before looking back to you. And they keep their eyes forward, but they definitely understood what you're about to say. Most of the rest of the company have their heads slightly bowed. Reacting as if this was no more remarkable as if they were assembling in a Temple of Sigma. Klaus um, is not bowing his head. He's looking over the tree and everything that's hanging from it with uh, a mix of um, confusion and curiosity, perhaps. But seeing everybody else bowing their heads, he does so. Yeah, likewise. What about the rest of you? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Well, um, Kurt's not there. <laughs> Never mind. But <laughs> when would Kurt be heading over? I don't know. Whenever an appropriate time would be. Now, maybe. I mean, he... Yeah, he probably, like, not long after everybody disappeared into the manor would have started to make his way over to attempt to shadow them. So can yeah. you please make a stealth check? Mm-hmm. Fucking hell. I got a 93 on the dice, so that's a lot of... Uh... Negative SL. I won't. I won't reroll. You're not going to reroll. Nah, he's just he's just hanging out at the like hanging at the back of the pack. He's not really trying to be super stealthy. Just you know, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So uh, on the way over there, some of the people at the back noticed you. Oh wait, this um, is sorry, sorry, sorry. This is this is the plan, right? That I'm going to sneak in during the. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. I will re-roll that then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, that's two success levels. Um, let me just double check my uh, that's a bit. my skill. This is like a normal stealth. It's not um, rural, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You're not affected by the drug anymore, by the way. Oh, okay. That's good. Um, so yeah, that's two success levels. Okay. That's a lot better. Uh, you could also have taken a sword from the company stores if you wanted to. Uh, yeah, I meant to say that. I probably would have wanted to, want to take a dagger and a sword. Or you could even have taken your old axe back. Yeah, let's do that. Let's take it. I'll take a dagger and an axe. That'll work. Okay. So as the company falls in, bowing their heads, Petru waits for complete silence to descend. And then he looks back at Hartman and makes a motion with his hand. And Hartman walks off down to the other side of the tree. Now, the tree is completely still. Even though Hartman approaches very close to it, it makes no movement whatsoever. A minute later, he returns, leading by the shoulders young Kathy. He's dressed in a simple white robe. She seems to be calm and serene even, unreacting 
and he moves her towards the altar. Now, Hartman is looking agitated somewhat. Petru beckons for Kathy. Come, child, come. And without any direction, she climbs atop of the altar and lies down from one end to the other. She's simply staring up, eyes open. Theopold will look around to try and make eye contact with Frederick. Um, yeah. Frederick was actually probably looking around to try and find the brothers and see what they're doing. So Their head's about. They are not reacting. Uh, okay. Then I guess, in my mind, let's say they're, they're like between... Between Theopold and Frederick is the brothers. So Frederick's sort of looking side eyes at them, and then his focus shifts to Theo looking at him. Mm-hmm. As you're, you know, trying to make this eye contact and so on and looking around, you notice that the captain, who is standing a little bit ahead of the company, he looks like he's struggling to keep himself composed. And you note, actually, that his hands are shaking quite profoundly. Trying to be real sneaky like Theopold's gonna unholster his pistol. You don't have sleight of hand or anything, right? No, but we're ta- we're talking old style pistols, right? It's not like a 3P holster. No, right? no, no. It's not just like a- no. Um, just uh, make a stealth check. I'll give you a plus 30. Okay. Hell yeah. Five degrees of success. Mm-hmm. It is opposed, however. Okay. Well, if you've been noticed, um, you're not aware. Now, meanwhile, Kurt has fallen in towards the rear, basically hiding perhaps behind one of the hedges which rims around the central area of the garden and is observing all of this. So if Kurt you know, is going to do anything, let me know at the appropriate moment. I imagine Wolfgang is also probably in the front row. light wind suddenly whips through the area swirling some of the mist away from this clearing somewhat unnaturally but making the sight more obvious to everybody Petru steps forward and he lifts his medallion over his head he holds it in his left hand while in his right he pulls a long ceremonial dagger and he begins to wrap the medallion around the dagger it is also quite obvious that now with the medallion removed Petru's shoulders begin to slump and he's moving perhaps in pain his movements are a lot slower at this moment Findraste Damasul Bergwatan I'm going to make a called shot. 
<laughs> really? Yeah. As soon as you start saying that garbage bullshit that makes Theopold very uncomfortable, he's just like, well, he literally just says, well, lifts, lifts the gun and make a called shot at his hand holding the dagger and the medallion. Okay. Okay. We haven't done too many of these, I don't think. Um, so forgive me while I just open up the page. Call I don't shots. think we've done a call shot. I can't remember if it's minus 20 or minus 30. I think it's minus 20, but let's just make sure. I hope it's minus 20. <laughs> I would have had this page open already, but you took me by surprise. See if I can find it. Well. Minus twenty. It's on the table on page once. I uh, just missed it. It's on one of the tables of uh, the combat modifiers. Yeah, minus twenty. Yeah. Okay. Yes, hundred sixty-one. Yeah, that's it. I, I rolled. I rolled a thirty-one on fifty-one. So. 51 minus 20, so 31 is exactly what I needed. So three degrees of success. Ooh, nice. Meant to be. So you're shooting his uh, right hand. He's holding now both the dagger and the medallion wrapped around it. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully hitting the dagger. Can I, can I quickly, or the medallion. Can I quickly ask how close Kurt is to, um, to Petru? Uh, quite a distance, really, because you're on the other side of a hedge. And All right an open clearing in the middle of the garden so it would take you like if you pulled yourself over the hedge and started running to him it'd still take you uh, a few rounds to get there okay all right so as quick as he can theopold pulls his pistol out and forward braces his wrist and fires as a flash in the pan and a crack and the shot rings true and hits home how much damage did you do um, 12 total. Okay. So the shot goes straight through his hand, shattering the um, hilt of the dagger in the process, which he drops and it scatters through. But you notice that there's no blood coming from his hand. He doesn't even scream in pain when he's hit, but he's taken by surprise and the force makes him stumble and fall over. The medallion and the dagger falls on top of Kathy. Not fatally. <laughs> I thought that'd be hilarious if it did. <laughs> as soon as the uh, shock of the shot going off wears off, I think Frederick would just uh, probably storm the altar at this point. He'd just be up there going for that dagger. I think Kurt would jump at the sound of the shot as well. That'd be Kurt's cue to go running as well so he's gonna i'm gonna, he's okay. gonna leave the hedge and make a run for it what about wolfgang wolfgang's trying to meander behind all of this business now that there's a massive distraction what do you mean meander well everyone's gonna have their eyes on theopold i'm trying to get behind petrio 
So the way it is is basically your your raid in two ranks before the altar. Not very far from it, actually. Um, and I assume that Wolfgang would have positioned himself in the front rank for convenience in case he needed to do anything. Yeah. Like, if it takes as much as, like, stumbling away from the pistol shine, like, oh my god, like, someone's doing a thing. I'm trying to get away from this loud noise. Don't mind me, just getting close to the altar. Well, the easiest way to get close to the altar would be to do what um, Friedrich is doing, which is just rush up to it. Because Petra, Petra, Petra has now fallen over on the other side of the altar, out of your sight. And on the other side of the altar is Reynas Rescue and Hartman. Um, in front of the altar, there's nothing impeding you rushing to it. That's a valid point. Fuck it, Frederick, let's go. Yeah. While you're running up, are you basically pulling the lid of the coffin off and going for the sword? Yeah, I'm just going to reach in and then just drop the coffin. I'm using the sword. Okay, so both of you, please make initiative tests with plus 30. Uh, what about Kurt? You want degrees for this, yeah? Yeah. No, Kurt's not necessary for this. Two degrees. Six degrees. Okay. Now, Theopold, although you're basically just standing still, right? Yeah. After having taken the shot. Can you make one as well, but with a negative 10? I'm making an initiative check. Yeah. Buh, buh, buh. Sorry, one sec. Uh, two degrees of failure. Okay, so as you're running up, basically two people behind Theopold and one to his left side grab him. They grapple him with intent to pull him down onto the ground. Cutter and Dune are not involved in this, obviously. Um, for the moment, they're doing nothing. But Wolfgang and Friedrich are not impeded at all. Um... There is confusion amongst the rest of the ranks. Um, and it will take a moment for the rest to start chasing up to try and stop Friedrich and Wolfgang. So you will have some time to react. You reach the altar. What do you do? <clears throat> okay, so there's a couple things Friedrich is hoping to achieve here. Um, Friedrich will sort of go up and with his shield, would brush the uh, the uh, medallion off Kathy towards Wolfgang. Um, and then he basically just sets himself up as a wall. Uh, like, because I've got a flail, right? And flail has the um, distract quality. Mm -hmm. So it means you can swing it around and it holds people one meter back if you win an opposed test. So... Um, Basically, he's just doing that. He's just making a wall of flail and shield in front of him and sort of trying to hold everybody back. And if he can do it during the same time in the hope to try and uh, win over whatever ounce of fucking humanity is left in the captain and anyone else in the company, he'd actually start singing the company song whilst doing it as like a battle call. Um, okay. Seeing as we've established that's a thing in the law now, so he'd um mm -hmm. he'd just he'd just start you know sort of belting that out, 
in like a defiant sort of a, a thing whilst swinging a flail okay. around and being a wall between uh, between Wolfgang and the bad ship. To successfully get the medallion towards Wolfgang, you'll need to pass a dexterity check with a plus 10. Okay. Uh, that's, I got a three, so that is zero, one, well, zero degrees of success, one degree of success, how you want to do it, I succeed. It's enough. It's enough. Um, and then you place your now very quickly Suresco reacts to what you're doing, uh, and he pulls out a large two-handed hammer and goes to attack you. Reyna is ducked out out of view and is helping Petru back up to his feet. So the medallion and the dagger is clattered down just off the edge of the altar at Wolfgang's feet. What does he do? Uh, does the medallion like have a, a fairly obvious like center point to it that stands out as like, the like center, now that we're actually close enough to look at it? Basically, it depicts a stylized vulture on a brass medallion. Um, so the closest thing to a center point is really just the center of the vulture, but there's no like there's no gem or anything like that which marks anything in particular. Fuck it, I'm gonna put a, the point on the medallion and just like try to pierce this motherfucker through. Okay, so. While you're doing this, Petru has just been pulled up to his feet by Reyna. He sees what you're doing and his eyes go wild and he shouts, No! Don't do it! Make a strength test. Two degrees. Okay, you drive your blade straight down in through the medallion and you hear Petru wail in agony. Um... The medallion itself is very easily split asunder. Suffer two wounds, by the way, from the stinging cold of this blade as you do it. But you embed it down into the ground and the medallion itself starts to bubble and melt away. And there is a soft howling sound coming up from the medallion itself as a red mist begins to escape and coalesce. Meanwhile, Petro is staggering back, holding his heart, um, looking like he's dying. Meantime, Sorescu attacks Friedrich. Can you make a defense roll, please? He's a fortune point to re-roll that. Four degrees of success. Yeah, his hammer slams into the face of you. But you block the blow. Um, and again, because I'm using that um, distract. I don't know if that's when I attack when I'm defending. Actually, I need to double check that. Yeah, just check that. I don't think that's true. Uh, distract. Instead of causing damage, forces an opponent back one yard per cell when you win an opposed test. Like, that sounds like it's an attack thing, but it's an alternative to damage, so um, that's all right. Okay. Now, 
Theopold in this time had been pinned down to the ground by some of the other soldiers, one who had gotten his sword out with the intention of just running it through Theopold's neck. But when the medallion breaks, almost everybody in the company staggers back in confusion, holding their heads in agony. Uh, some of them are beginning to scream, uh, others groan, groan, and um, others are just falling over completely, holding their heads in pain. Others clearly dizzy, disoriented. Um, so Theopold is no longer being pinned down. Cutter and Dune uh, were not affected by this at all. Neither was Halim or Aldo or Klaus. Um, Theopold jumped back up to his feet and fumble, try to reload his pistol while shouting. Uh, clearly to anyone who's not, well, if everyone's screaming, he's, he's just going to try to shout really loud and just give the order to help help Frederick get Petru, get to rescue, kill the mm -hmm. witch. The captain is not reeling around in pain, um, but he looks to be in a state of sheer confusion. Um, and shakily, he's drawing his weapon out of its blade. You don't know what he's going to do at this stage. Uh, meanwhile, Kurt is rushing up. He's almost at the altar at this stage. Petru seems to have overcome his initial shock, though you can see very rapidly his hairs are going gray. Uh, and more marked wrinkles are appearing on his face. And he looks at Wolfgang and says, You've killed us all! And as he says that, the great tree begins to move. Its boughs begin shaking, and you hear the sound of roots tearing up from the ground. Next round, Friedrich. Friedrich's seriously considering fleeing at this point. <laughs> um, I think it's safe to say. Um, okay. I'm going to try and force uh, Sarisku back whilst yelling for somebody to grab um, Kathy from the altar. Mm -hmm. Thinking we're going to get the fuck out of Dodge because <laughs> that's the way we're leading. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to try and force him back with, um, with the distract thing as opposed to try and take him down. I don't really see this being a, a much of a... I don't intend to hang around at this point. If the tree's moving, I just want to use this turn to create some distance and then get ready to flee, really. Okay. All right, we'll make your roll. It's five degrees of success. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's add another three to that. Um... So I forced him back eight meters. <laughs> eight <laughs> meters. It's oh, a meter. not really. <laughs> it's a yeah, meter to success level. That's not really level. practical. <laughs> given given the altar is between the two of you, there's only so far you could force it, force him back, unless you Superman were... kicks him off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, basically, what I'll say instead is that um, he loses his footing and he falls down onto the ground on the other side of the altar, out of harm's way, for both of you. Um, but it will take him around to get himself back up. Hartman is clearly in a state of confusion, no, not knowing what to do. What is Wolfgang doing? Uh, 
probably looking to put the sword back into the coffin before his hand freezes. You could just leave it there embedded in the ground if you want. If you pull it out and put it back in the coffin, you'll suffer another wound. I'd rather do that because we're not just going to leave this thing laying around. Okay. All right. So that will take you around and suffer another wound. Kathy is meanwhile on the altar still. Next round, Kurt will be there. And it is the next round now. The company is still reeling around in confusion and pain for the most part. Except for Cutter and Dune, who are hightailing it back towards the manor as fast as they can. <laughs> Alright, what's Theopold doing now? I'm going to shoot Hartman. Uh, have you successfully reloaded? Yeah. <laughs> All right, make a shot. It's uh, four degrees of success on that. What's the damage? 13. Okay, so do you want to like track it on his character sheet? I don't think that's sure. enough to crit, crit him or anything. Um, it is. Is it? Yeah, he does not. He's not wearing armor, and this ignores non-metal armor, anyways. He's only got eleven wounds. His toughness is twenty-four. Oh. Okay. Roll the crit. So he's at negative one. Uh, I rolled a 78. Where did you hit him? Uh, I rolled a 47 before that. Well, it's just... Yep. Okay. It's the body. The body. Mm. Oh, that's nasty under the circumstances. So your shot hits the side of his hip. He howls in pain and falls down out of view. Theopold spits. At this, <coughs> excuse me, there is the sound of wood creaking and a whip. And then you hear Raina scream as one of the roots wraps around her midriff and begins pulling her up through the air and towards the tree itself. Everybody hears her call out, Father! Petru looks at her only briefly before basically trying to work out himself what he's going to do. Um, he calls out for Serescu to help him. What's Friedrich doing? Can I grab Kathy off the altar and start getting the fuck out of here? You could do that. Then I do it. <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs> I leave Serescu on the ground because like, I, I knocked him over. Silas, jump over him, grab Kathy, and, and just get out of dodge. That's the plan. Okay. Uh, Kurt just arrives at the altar. Can we say that Kurt had drawn his um, axe while he was running? Yeah. Can I... So what's Petra doing right now? Mm -hmm. Just remind me. Uh, you just ran up to the altar. Um... 
What's Pet What's Petru doing at? Oh, uh, he's on right his now? feet now, and he was calling for Serescu to help him. Can I just bury my axe in him? If you want to run to the other side of the altar and attack him, you can give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Kurt's, Kurt's really confused right now because he's meant to be going after the medallion. The medallion's broken. Things are going a bit weird. And Petru's clearly the the weird one out here. So he's going to just, yeah, take him out. Try and take him out. All right, make your attack. You have the benefit of charging. What does that give me? I need every um, benefit I can get on this. That gives a degree of success, doesn't it? Okay. No one's done a charge attack in so long. Let's just do that. It gives you plus one advantage, so it gives you the plus ten. So I get an advantage, so I get a plus ten to my roll. Is that right? Yeah. All right. Yep. Okay. To your target, yeah. Yeah. That is bang on the money. I rolled a fifty. I've got a forty melee, so with that advantage, that gives me exactly what I needed. All right. Add, a, add another three degrees of success. Uh, eight. O five. So o five is the head as well. Uh, mm -hmm. Damage is going to be eight plus the hand axe is seven for me, so that's fifteen to the head. Ooh. Fifteen to the head. Okay. Booyah! So you go rushing up to him, um, to what is now seeming to be an increasingly decrepit old man, um, and you swing your axe down into his head, it buries into his skull, you feel the crack of it. And unlike before, blood does rush out, but it's a sickly, quite thick-looking uh, and pale blood. Uh, he doesn't even scream. Your axe comes easily out of his head, he staggers back and rapidly begins to decay before your eyes. What's, what's um, the smell like to Kurt? <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Um, sweet. Delicious. Sweet. Delicious. Um, I'm gonna make a roll. I'm yeah. gonna make a willpower. Um, in fact, I'm not even gonna roll for willpower because I'd probably say have, I should probably have like a minus thirty penalty, which basically means I've got no willpower. Um, but Kurt's gonna fall on his knees, and <laughs> the sweet smells coming from the the gaping like hole in his head right mm -hmm. he's gonna just start licking the <laughs> licking the wound oh my god <sighs> yeah okay you sure you don't want to roll a willpower for that no i'll do it i'll do it i'll do it now that's that's minus four success levels so okay so can you make a um a defensive roll with a negative 30 penalty what am I rolling the defense against? Endurance or something? Against the rescue, bearing his hammer in, in your back. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so this is what me against melee then, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. Two success levels. Do I get advantage to that still? Oh, uh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I get two success levels. It wasn't enough, unfortunately. Okay. Um, so Kurt has also been critted because he rolled a double. Okay. Is that negative 30, wasn't it? So, that was at negative 30, yeah. 
So that, that, did you still get the two success levels with a negative thirty? Nah, because it's melee basics. No, I wouldn't have then. I had rolled a twenty-six on the dice, so that wouldn't have been enough. Ah, oh, this is going to be quite extreme then. Mm -hmm. Sorry to screw you over, Matt, but you are trying to eat brains. So, uh... hey, I mean, you know, that's <laughs> <laughs> how the dice roll. I got a good roll, and now I'm fucking eating brains. <laughs> <laughs> if the if um, oh, I don't get killed dear. from behind, I'm I'm fully expecting to like grow a, a tentacle out of my forehead or something. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, yeah, make um <laughs> make um a corruption test, please. Versus your cool. Can you remind me? Uh, versus cool. All right. Yeah, that's that's really bad. Do you want do you want negative success levels? No, I don't think it's going to be too relevant for too long to be totally honest <laughs> with you. All right. um, because um, because Serescu just did uh, 20 points of damage to you. Yeah, I'm not wearing any armor, so that's going to it's going to kill me, probably. I mean, I've got two fate points left still. Right, but he also did a crit to you as well, so that crit first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that crit is actually um, a natural 100. Oh, Okay. Uh, so these are your options, and I won't bother rolling the second because it's kind of redundant. You can either use the crit to completely avoid the blow, or you can. This is if you burn a fate point permanently, um, or uh, you can be put safely out of the rest of the battle, which means that he will slam his hammer down onto you, knock you unconscious, and take you for dead. Um. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think I'd rather avoid the blow completely and continue eating brains because that seems a slightly more narratively interesting option. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Fuck. All right, so burn a fate point. <laughs> okay, so I'll rule that as he just misses you because you just basically dip down a little bit lower to begin licking at the wound. Um, mm -hmm. So if you want, you can see you don't even really notice it. Yeah, no, he's... Uh, Kurt's fully fixated on brains. He's so hungry. Oh, my. He is probably going to continue to attack you, though, of course. Mm -hmm. I I mean, Kurt might not have noticed the missed blow, but would the, ham if the, would the hammer have, like, struck the ground or something? I mean, he would notice that then. I'd say it swings back and it hits the side of the altar smash bit of the stonework. You hear that. Yeah, so that would kind of... Kurt would rec would realize that when there's like something loud and smashy next to his head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Okay, now next round, um, Wolfgang... I'm sorry, Friedrich is carrying Kathy down. Wolfgang has put the sword away. Um, Theopold is doing what? Uh, turning and running towards the manor. So you're just so most of the company is still in a state of confusion. Yeah. You're just going to leave them behind. Yep. He he shot the hand. He shot what's his face, and he's turning and he's following. Cut in Dune. <laughs> okay. 
I just saw a tree pick up a lady. I'm done. <laughs> hard. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> okay. Now, when... um, <clears throat> Excuse me. When Friedrich gets back down to where the rest of the company is, he sees one of the long roots whip around and plow into the confused ranks of the carrying company, bowling many of them over and wrapping around one of the newly recruited halberdiers who screams as it constricts his arms and his midriff. He drops his halberd and he begins to be pulled back towards the tree. Now you're hearing the sound of wood splitting from the center of the tree. Arena is still screaming as she's being dragged towards it. Yeah. What are you all doing? Uh, Frederick's still retreating, although now he'd be, um, I think he's just yelling, barking like the order to withdraw, hoping, hoping that like the, the drilling that the soldiers do might just kick in. You know what I mean? They get them over their confusion. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Can you make um, a leadership test, please? Yeah, sure. Three degrees of success. Okay. So, because of the state of confusion, it is not enough to get any of the men and women out of it, except for those like Halim and Klaus who are already fine, relatively. But it is enough to bring the captain to his senses. And he begins shouting orders for the company to get to their feet and flee. As he does so, one of the large roots comes swinging towards him. He manages to duck under it as it swings over and he tries to swing back at it but his blade bounces fairly harmlessly off the branch what is Wolfgang doing? getting the fuck away from the tree so are you just following the Cutter and Dune route to run the hell out of the place? it's gonna be more of a backpedal because I don't think he's ever seen anything like this so it's a bit of a shock yeah. But you're not stopping to try and help any of the members of the company up or anything? Uh, no. Okay. Kurt, what are you doing? Um, Kurt's gonna grab his axe, which he would have dropped to, you know, hold the skull, hold Petru's head in both hands. And then mm-hmm. turn to face his attacker. Okay. So that will take up your actions, really? So yeah. rescue attacking yeah. it. So you want me to roll defense? Make a... yeah. Yes. Uh, 30 on the dice. Am I at any negatives for that? No. So that's. So great. that was just enough to defend against him? Okay. So get my axe up By in time. By a degree? Mm hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that means um, so you're fine. That's that's my first. Um, I'm back to stage one with um, advantage. Then, right? I would have lost that's it when right, I would yeah. have dropped to, to my my knees and eight brains. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. 
but you have an advantage now, yep. yeah. All right, cool. Below you, um, you see that basically all the blood has dried up on Petru and his skin is beginning to flake away on a light breeze. Um, skin is now gripping his bones like a skeleton. His eyes are very sunken and their sort of yellowed eyes are bulging out of the sockets. There is a pleasing, sweet smell of decay wafting up from below you. Your stomach is grumbling. Yeah, we gotta finish this fight quickly because I need to get back before it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hungry, man. Don't judge. <laughs> You know it also in pain Hartman's trying to crawl away down the other side of the hill. Several of the roots have now emerged from the ground, beginning to whip around to try and find targets amongst the company and anyone else. And in fact, one of them wraps around Hartman's ankle. He tries to hold onto the hillock, but is being pulled towards the center of the tree, which is now splitting open. Within, you see like a knottled, like almost like tangled vines of skeletons wrapping around an enormous, bloated, and slowly beating red heart. Just as it opens, Raina screaming is being pulled straight into the heart. Blood hose-like is raining out as she's being drawn into it. Next round. Kurt. Attack, 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 attack. Go for it. 41 on the dice. With my one advantage, that will be four success levels. Add another five success levels to that. So that's nine plus seven damage is... Yeah. 16 damage to 14. Okay. Which is what? His arm? Left arm? That's right. You land a pretty good blow on him. But he's a big man. And he retaliates. Roll your defense, please. Do I have advantage for attacking him as well for that last round? Yes. Yeah, so that's a successful roll with four success levels. 48 on the dice. Okay, you lose your advantage. Um, you missed that just by one success level, unfortunately. Okie doke. Am I taking any damage, then? Yes, you will. Just a moment. Uh 13 damage to uh, your oh. body. Yeah, that's that's going to put me over my wound threshold. So. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So that'd be a crit. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's a nasty one. 
<laughs> As if getting a, a natural 100 last time wasn't nasty enough. Uh, yeah, no, it's not far off, to be honest. It was a 94. Shit. Which is broken collarbone. Uh, you gain the unconscious condition until you receive medical attention and suffer a broken bone. Major injury. Do you have any fate points? I have left? one fate point left, so I will be burning it. So, because that effectively means you're dead, I'll allow you to burn it to miss that blow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, then that's my that's my get out of jail free cards all gone. So, good luck, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. As Theopold, Cutter and Dune, and Friedrich and Wolfgang go rushing off towards the manor, they hear the sound of the captain barking orders trying to get the rest of the company to their senses to escape. You also hear the sounds of the garden around you through the mist beginning to rustle. But you just keep running straight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just getting the fuck out of here. Holy shit. Uh-huh. Kathy no longer seems so serene now. Um, she's not making any sound. She's looking around us terror as if she's come to her senses. And Kurt, you'll go. Is there any way to extract myself from this fight and try and make a run for it? Mechanically? Yeah, you could do that. Um, you could basically try and make a run and he'll get an attack on you. Um, or you could attempt to disengage. If you disengage, though, he might just follow up. However, he could end up, or you could end up being attacked by the tree. Um, how does a disengage maneuver work mechanically? Is that like a an opposed... Some sort of opposed role, or is it just I'm spending the time to disengage? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Let's have a look. To be honest, I don't want to risk just running and turning Feeling. my back on him. So, yeah, page 165. Um, if you can't escape otherwise, you can turn back and flee as your move. Often fleeing is entirely blah blah blah. Um, if you flee, your opponent immediately gains one advantage and may attempt a free attack. It's an unopposed melee test. Fuck. Yeah. That's me throwing caution to the wind um, and leg And he gets a plus 20 to hit you. Yeah. You're in a bad spot. Disengaging. If you're both engaged, no longer wish you can... Your following option, use advantage, which I don't have because he just nailed me. Use dodge, which I... You have... Like you have resilience and resolve though, right? Can't you spend some of that on to instantly succeed or whatever? I fucking never use it, so I need to have it. Yeah. Possibly. Can I use that in combat? Do you have any of those left? You've, yeah. I know that you I used, used one. I used one. I had three, three fate track, and yeah. three res, uh, resolve at the beginning, and I've spent one permanent one of the resolve one. But wait. Oh, yeah, no, you don't lose them when you lose fate points. That's right. Right. I lose fortune. So my, I've got no fortune, I've got no fate left, but I've got two resilience resolve. All right, fuck it, I'm going to try and flee. Um, I think I think we'll, we'll, we can kind of narrate that with the fate points, me burning those two fate points. Um, 
I kind of saw my life flashing before my eyes as I very nearly mm. got killed. Um, yeah. And he's huge, so fuck it, like, run in. Let's do this. Yeah, that makes total sense to me. Yeah. Um, I think actually, if you just burn um, a resilience to, I won't bother making any kinds of rolls whatsoever, and you can get out scot-free. Right, yeah, I'm happy to do that. That's the permanent one, right? Yeah. 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 So basically, um, he comes at you again, swinging, um, but you roll over the top of the altar down to the other side and begin to run. He does not give chase because he's more concerned as to what's happening to his master. And frankly, he's probably going to be dead very soon, given he's the closest person to the tree. Do you stop and try to help any of the members of the company up? Kurt? Mm. Um, Kurt's going to look for where first where smoke is make a perception test um, yeah that's a four degrees of success Yeah, you find her. She's still on the ground, cradling her head, slowly coming to her senses. All right, that's that's where you Kurt's also going. note that she she has your longbow. Yeah, that's fine. He would have given it to her if she'd asked anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll go to he'll go to help smoke. Yeah, now other members of the company have come to their senses and they're helping others off, dragging some away from the scene. Um, some of them are running in terror. Uh, you see another man who gets pulled up and is being dragged past the altar. And... Oh, I have to make a roll to randomly determine which one of the veterans this happened to. To your surprise... You see Beatrice, the company banner bearer, grabbed by one of the His muscles ripple against the strain of it, but he, strong as he is, is not strong enough to stop himself from being dragged away. If nobody helps him, he could very well be dead. I could hear Ryan crying from here. So you're not going to stop from helping Smoke to try and save Beatrice? No. Alright, Smoke, come on. Give her a little slap on the face. We gotta get out of here. Let's go. Okay. This is enough to make her to her senses. And um, she pulls herself up, as do some of the other company, and she looks in horror at what's to Beatrice. His fingers are grabbing on the edge of the altar, but with nobody to help him, he won't be able to help himself. Um, you see a fingernail get torn off. He calls out for Klaus. Um, Klaus just watches him, disturbed but realizing that he can't do anything to help him. And then eventually Beatrice is 
being pulled back to the center of the tree. Most of this company are making a run for it. A couple of other members have been grabbed. Um, the captain is lingering longer than anyone and he's trying to freeze by swinging down with his sword. He successfully manages to save one man's life. Um, and then he pulls this man along and gets him to run. Now, Cutter and Dune were in the lead. They had a bit of a head start on everyone. So they're okay for this test, but can Theopold, Wolfgang, and um, Friedrich please make navigation tests for me? Give you a plus 10. Two degrees of success. Okay. What about everyone else? Uh, the plus 10 saves me. That's, I got, uh, really saved my ass. I rolled a 51 and I needed a 53. I'm using my reroll for exactly one degree of success. Cool. Guys are lucky. So you note as you're running up along the path, um, it does not seem, even though there's only one single going through here, that it's leading back in the same direction. You all have enough presence of mind to begin to ignore the path and to crash on straight ahead in one direction towards where you believe the manor is. Can you all make one last navigation check with plus 20 this time? If you pass this, you'll get out of the gardens. Okay. Plus 20 gets me out. Is this um, including current, by the way? Oh, Get to your rolls in a moment. Okay, all right. One degree. Okay. Friedrich, make it out. Yeah. Okay. Kurt, can you make a navigation with a plus ten, please? Yep. Oh fuck! That's a one hundred on the dice. Oh no. <laughs> I have one. Oh. I have no fortune left. Fuck it. I have no fortune left. It's gone. Yeah. Hold on, though. You just come around the corner does, and you're looking at the tree like, oh. Does orientation not help him at all? He always knows what direction north is. Yeah, 100 is always a critical. Yeah. Hey, I'll let it. I'll let it stay. That's that's fine. It's 100. I've, I've burned my fate points. Let's do this. You don't have any resolve left? Ooh, I have one. One. Oh, That's you don't even auto. need to spend the resolve. Like, if you spend resilience, you can choose to succeed by one success level. That's it, yeah. All right. Do you have any resilience? I, I, have, I have one of both of those, so yeah. I'll spend my one resilience. Okay, yeah. Because you're still moving along with smoke at this point, and if you'd gotten that lost, I would have ruled that she was also that lost. We could have had a touching moment of black smoke and Kurt dies kind of like uh, kind of like Vasquez and the lieutenant. Kurt's right. not that lucky, come on. <laughs> so now all you need to do is this time because smoke is there with you, I'll give you a plus 30 on your last navigation check. Remember you've got orientation. 
Orientation doesn't give me any bonuses though, but that's fine. I've I've got a navigation oh, of fifty. Yeah, right. I've got a navigation of fifty, so that gives me an eighty target. That should be fine. Should be fine. I rolled a ninety-nine. <laughs> and I, I've got no re I've got no rerolls. I've got one point in resolve left, um, which I can't really use on. No, I don't actually. No, my resilience is, was a permanent burn, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I've got nothing left. Nothing left. So that ninety-nine is a is a critical as well, isn't it? No, I only take the ones or the hundreds. All right, fine. Okay, yeah. So, but it's pretty bad. Unless it's a gunpowder weapon. Do you need to know like degrees yeah, of failure? Bad. It's it's one, only one degree of failure. Yeah, yeah, degrees of failure. How many? Just the one. I had an 80 target. That's not so bad, honestly. So that doesn't mean that, like, you find yourself back to the tree or, you know wandering into something potentially worse it just means that you're not out of here in one roll but if you fail this next navigation check no bonuses or penalties then you're going to be in trouble so you're stumbling through gardens definitely quite lost smoke is shouting at you that you're going in yeah all right smoke i'm trying to figure out where, where we're going uh, i'm really hungry there we go 44 that's a uh, four degrees of success Okay, so at this point you get off the beaten track in a sense. Smoke stops um, at a tree which has these large bulbous oddly shaped fruits. Of course she and does. And she plucks two of them down and shoves them down into her pack. About to leave, she then plucks a third and throws it at you. This. I just let it bounce off my head or whatever. Mm -hmm. What does, I mean? It does, I'm okay, assuming yeah. it doesn't smell like rotten flesh, right? Or does it? Make a perception test. Mm. Uh, that's a success. Four degrees of success. Doesn't smell like rotten flesh, but there is something very pleasing and strangely familiar about the way it smells. All right, then. You know what? I'm hungry. So, if it smells like food, right. Yeah, you dig in, it's, it's juicy, it's succulent, it's delicious. Juice is running down your chin. Um, and it reminds you of something you recently down in the crypt. Mm -hmm. I also, did I not eat and one of these fruits when I was lost in the um, garden last time? Smoke did. Oh, smoke did, smoke of course. Smoke took a bite. Yeah. 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 So any physical test that you need to make from now on, plus 20. Mm-hmm. Excluding things like uh, weapon skill checks and that kind of thing. Yeah. All right. But you both wander back and you join up with a group company, Halim leading some of the other men uh, with Hannah through the gardens. You rejoin them and um, with the sound of creaking and rustling from behind you, everybody stumbles out of the garden exit towards the manor. In dribs and drabs, the rest of the company begin to file out. Most of them passing straight through the manor and onto the comfort of near their barracks. Many of them beginning fires. Eventually, the last straggler to come out is the captain himself, moving with some pain and slowness as he comes through the manor and then sits down on the steps. He leans awkwardly 
up against the stone railing. He looks for Wolfgang until he catches his eyes and beckons him over. I think Wolfgang's going to be a little cautious about this. Why? I don't know. Let's let's head over. Captain's breathing heavily, though he doesn't seem to. His armor's not dented. It doesn't look like the tree wrapped around him at any stage. But he doesn't look well at all. Father, sit down next to me. Wolfgang takes a seat. How many made it out, Father? Most. It looks that way to you. Most. I don't think I got long. Unless there's something you can do. Even if there's something you want to do. And Father, I I now blame you if you don't want to do nothing to help me. But with Petru gone now, I'm feeling sick again. There's more want this to be the end for me. Well, there's only one way to find out. He looks at you and you can't tell whether it's resignation or hope. And I'm going to use, I'm going to use a little spell arena. The one that I picked up recently, Staymore's Hand. Ooh. Do you got the page number for that? It's on page... Yes, I own this book. <laughs> Let me dig it up. I don't have it on hand. Hey, I'm just fine. If you check my if you check my sheet, I literally copy pasted what it does. Okay. Okay. All right, make the roll. And yep, there we go. Uh, three degrees of success. So I guess I get to 
Is it plus one of the duration or is it double the duration? I think it's double the duration, right? What I'm actually going to do is I'm going to send you a private message to give you a choice, right? Right. It's quite an eventful choice, really. Do you have any resilience or anything left? Oh, yeah. I don't think I've actually burned a point all campaign. All right, message sent. This is your choice. It's quite a big one. So what do you say when you lay your hand on him and pray? Sorry, you broke out there slightly. Could you repeat? Sure. When you lay your hands upon him and pray, is there anything else that you say? When next you wake, you will be in a better place. His eyelids close and he slumbers down to the side on the steps. Deeply asleep, it seems. To everybody else, he looks dead. The company begins to wearily gather around and watch the captain. One of the men just says, is he dead? Does he still breathe? And everybody huddles in to see if they can determine the answer to that. The green glow of Mons Lab begins to retreat. And although you're in evil environment, people know that far from the center of the garden, you're at least for the moment safe. This is the point where we will end the session. And so, for now at least, our ravens live. But will they live up to the omen and scatter to the winds? And more so, will the old boar awaken? For these answers, and the resolution of this campaign, you'll have to join us in two weeks' time, for the epilogue, where we shall resolve the aftermath of this climatic event, and put the final full stop to this chapter and campaign. I'd like to thank you all for listening, folks. It's very much appreciated. As always, if you'd like to hear anything else that we do on this podcast, please head over to mbcast.co, which has all of our interviews, reviews, actual plays, the whole lot. It's all right there. It also has links to our social media, where you can come and join us on Discord, anywhere you like, and come and talk to us about the campaign, your thoughts on how it's all going, how it's been, your favourite characters, anything at all. Come along and have a chat with us. We'd love to talk to you. More so, if you'd like to support us, please feel free to head on over to Patreon, links at mbcast.co and in the show notes below where you can support us uh, monthly with various amounts that come with kickbacks and rewards such as being able to play in monthly Patreon games, um, getting access to raw audios before release, that sort of thing. There's, There's a lot of perks there, go check it out. If you'd like to support us but can't afford Patreon, we get it. We're all living in a crisis right now and we're all feeling it. We do have affiliate codes at DriveThruRPG where you can go and buy some Warhammer stuff and it uh, doesn't cost you anything extra but gives us a bit of a kickback and that's really appreciated. All of the music you heard in this session and every other session of Carrying Company is made by Dan Heim. Go check him out. He lets us use his stuff for free. 
We really appreciate it. It's awesome stuff. You can find them all over the internet, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, everywhere. You'll find them. Danheim. It's good stuff. Uh, anyway, that is it for this episode. Please look forward to finishing this off in a couple of weeks' time and hearing what you all think about it. Uh, yeah, until then, hara and I'll see you then. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.